Hi everyone and happy Friday. Scott and I have a big family. We have five kids, two grandkids, a daughter-in-law, fiance, and we have my dad who lives with us. Um, when we get together, just our immediate family alone, there's 12 of us. So you can be sure that any discussion we are having, there are several different opinions <laughs> flying around. Um, sometimes it's trivial stuff like books or movies or games, but other times it's more serious things like uh, theological issues or socio-political issues. And we find ourselves arguing our point and clashing with somebody else's. But those arguments don't mean that we aren't a family who deeply loves each other. Um, doesn't mean that we don't still belong to each other. Lately, it seems like our Christian community, who is also a large family, find ourselves at opposite ends of the conversation with other believers. Differing opinions about the government, about the world, worship, not to mention that it's an election year. How do we rise above what separates us and still support and love each other? How do we have a true understanding of the other person's thoughts and feelings, even when we deeply disagree with them? Because the world is watching. Are we setting an example and honestly trying to model the behavior and love of Jesus Christ to a world that really needs him? Or does the world look at us and find us lacking with our bickering and our division? I believe we can deeply disagree with someone and do it in a way that's gracious, respectful, and still promotes the fact that we belong to each other. I want to point out here that this doesn't mean we don't take a stand for what we believe in or lovingly make our position known. I had a friend once tell me that we're shaped by the discourse around us. Those challenging conversations are how we're changed and refined, and they're very important. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, pit race against race, religion against religion, prejudice against prejudice, divide and conquer. We must not let that happen here. Those are good words. Ephesians 4.3 tells us, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Effort, binding, it's work. It's important work. So how do we do our part to help bring unity to the body of Christ? Are you ready? Here it is. Be kind. Be tender-hearted. Forgive each other as God forgave you in Jesus Christ. I didn't make that up. That's right from Ephesians 4.32. It's pretty straightforward. Philippians 2.3 tells us, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. This means the people you don't agree with or even like. Listen to the other person with humility and with an open heart that's sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit because maybe you're the one who needs to change your position on something. Remember what binds you together. A conversation with people with opposing views, uh, if you aren't really trying to understand the other person, there's just a wall that comes down and that division's not gonna, you're not gonna change anybody's mind and they're not gonna change yours. You're just kind of speaking at each other. But if the foundation is one of shared belief or mutual respect, it's so much easier to understand the other person and for them to hear you. Pray for them. Prayer changes things, it changes us, it changes our hearts. Asking God to let you see that person as he sees them with perfect love and understanding. It's really hard to stay resentful and separated from somebody that you're praying for. I believe that this is the moment. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been training for our whole lives. 
every Sunday school lesson, every sermon, every worship song, all the things you've highlighted in your Bible, all the conferences and retreats you've attended, it's leading to this. We are well prepared for such a moment as this. The fear, the injustice, the division, the body of Christ should be setting the example for how to love our neighbors and our communities and how to live in harmony with each other. Remember that harmony isn't everybody singing the same note. It's us singing different notes that sound really cool when you put them all together. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. You guys, we got this, right? Like this is what the church should be about. This is who we should be. This is what should define us as a church, as the body of Christ. We love each other and we love the world in such a way that they take notice. I'm going to close with the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. I've loved it my whole life. Um, I learned it at church camp as a song. There's a lot of different translations of it, and I'm going to read mine, and that's going to be our prayer today. The focus is really on uh, how we change ourselves, how we live our lives. Not like, how do I change that person, but, but me. What do I do to be the change? Dear Lord, make me a channel or an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there's doubt, true faith in you. Lord, make me a channel of your peace. Where there is despair in life, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, only light. And where there is sadness, ever joy. O divine master, grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as I do to console. To be understood as to understand to be loved as to love with all my soul. Amen.